Welcome to the first episode of the What the Policy podcast. My name is Rosanna. I'm the host of this podcast. This podcast is all about young people talking about public policy issues and ideas without the politics and without the confusing language. So for our first episode, I thought it would be really interesting to talk about the upcoming Australian federal election with my youngest sister, Johanna. Hello. Johanna has recently turned 18 and is currently unemployed, so is the perfect guinea pig for me. (laughs) Yep. Because this is Johanna's first federal election, I thought it would be really interesting to sit down and talk about how it all works, why we're voting, what the federal government is. It's also a really great way to start off a conversation about public policy more broadly if you understand how it all fits in. Johanna is also a great person to talk to because back back in the day when I was a young child, do you remember this, Johanna? I set up a holiday holiday school because I wanted to be a teacher. I think I was about 10 or 11 mm. and Johanna was, I think... Oh, you were you, you hadn't started school yet, so that's why I was able to convince you that it would be a really fun thing to do. Mm. But we have two other siblings, and they both came for like a day, and then they they broke out. They remember trying to escape, but you were my most <laughs> loyal student. I know what's going on. That's why you you stayed there. Well, I remember trying to convince you that it would be really fun to learn what maths was. But I was talking about this with Isabella the other day, and I remember that I started adding stuffed toys to my attendance list because attendance was going down, and it was really important. (laughs) Yep. So that's why Jana is my guinea pig, and we're going to give it a go and see how it goes. So let's talk about the Australian federal election. So the Australian federal election has been called for Saturday the 18th of May. So, Johanna, this is your first federal election. I guess my first question is, what are you, what's, what's on your mind as you're going into the federal election? Like, what are, you, what are your thoughts? What's, what's going on? Um, I don't really know how to vote, and I don't know who I'm voting for. Yeah, I think a lot of people are in yep. the same position as you. And I don't know what I'm voting for. Yeah. And I don't understand what happens after you vote. Cool. So I thought the first thing we'll talk about is, before we, before we go into how voting works and what the point of an election is, I think it's it's good to take a, we'll take a step back and just give an overview of how the Australian government works. So Australia is a constitutional monarchy which means that we are part of the Commonwealth and Queen Elizabeth II is technically the head of our state, but she delegates that responsibility to the Governor-General. When we talk about the Australian government, there are three arms. So there's the Parliament, there's the Executive, and then there is the Judiciary. I don't know if I said that correctly. Judiciary. Judiciary. So the parliament or the legislature is the group that we vote for. It's made up of the Senate and the House of Representatives. We've got a constitution and section 51 in that constitution sets out what the Australian parliament is allowed to make laws on. So they're not allowed to make laws on just anything. The constitution tells them what they're allowed to make laws on. So we vote for our representatives in the Senate and the House of Reps, and I'll explain a bit more about the difference between the two a bit later. And then in terms of the executive, or the second arm of government, they come from the people, 
that have been elected to the parliament, and they are responsible for enacting and upholding the laws. That's like the cabinet, basically, or the ministers. So some of them will have additional areas of responsibility beyond just representing their electorate in the parliament. And then the judiciary is obviously the, the legal arm. So they're independent and they enforce the law that the Australian parliament passes. The judiciary also decides if the other two arms, so the Australian parliament and also the executive crew, if they're acting within their power or if, they're step- if they've gone beyond the bounds of what they're allowed to do. So that's at a commonwealth or a federal level. Within Australia, we also have six states and they have their own governments and constitutions. They make laws over what the Commonwealth is not allowed to make laws over. We also have a couple of territories. So we're originally from the Australian Capital Territory. But what's different about the Northern Territory and the ACT is that they have a limited right of self-government that's been granted by the federal government. And then, of course, there's a local government. And the role of local government will depend on what state or territory you're in, because it just does. (laughs) Okay. Any questions? Not yet. Great. Let's press on. So that's the big picture of what the different levels of government are in Australia and also how the the federal or commonwealth, you'll hear those terms thrown around, So on the 18th of May, we will be electing the Australian Parliament at the federal level. So just stepping back, federal elections are held every three years. So there's the House of Representatives. In this election, there's going to be 151 federal divisions or electorates, and they divide them up based on population. So the idea is that, you know, each Rather than geographic area, it's more about the number of people that, are, that live within that area. Okay. And they elect one person to represent them. And then for the Senate, that uh, is made up of representatives from states and also from the territories. The main difference is number of people. So, Oh, the Senate is the person representing the party? No. Okay. (laughs) So the House of Representatives, the best way to remember it is represent. Oh my gosh. Yep. I did it. I did it. So they are representing you. Like they're representing your area. And then the Senate Senate is, to put it simply. On the hierarchy, is it from the bottom House of Representatives and the next stage up is the Senators? Yeah, so usually a law would get introduced into the House of Representatives, but there's nothing stopping the Senate, a senator from introducing a law either. But the main thing is for a law to be officially recognised or passed, or I think assented is the right term, it has to be agreed to by both houses. Well, there's a whole process involved, but basically the Senate can't introduce a law without the approval of the House of Representatives. It's a system of checks and balances. So you don't have just one group of people making decisions. They ha- it, you know, it has to go both ways. So, so say, for example, one party has the majority in the House of Representatives, but they don't in the Senate. It just means it'll be, they won't be able to automatically pass through the legislation that they want. So it's, actually, it's a good system. Yeah. Does that make sense? I guess that makes sense. I'll take that as a success. (laughs) Quote, I guess that makes sense. (laughs) Great. 
In terms of who is in charge or who makes up the executive, it's the party or group of parties that have the support of the majority of people in the House of Reps. That's made up of the 151 divisions across Australia. Yes. And I think people can get a bit confused because we don't actually vote for the Prime Minister. Mm. We vote for the representative for our district, And then the party or coalition of parties that has the support of the majority of members in the House of Representatives, they become the governing party and the leader of that party becomes the Prime Minister. Mm -hmm. So unless you're in the district that Bill Shorten or Scott Morrison are in, you are not actually directly voting for the Prime Minister or the leader of the country. But I guess you could say... If you vote for a specific party uh, in your electorate, then yes, you would be kind of having an indirect vote on who you think should lead the country. Okay, so in terms of voting itself, voting in Australia is compulsory. I thought that if you were enrolled, you didn't have to. Well, yes. It's compulsory to enrol <laughs> and then compulsory to vote once you've you don't enrolled. Enroll, you can't vote. Well,. Yes, but we would strongly encourage everyone to enrol. There are some arguments about why it's a good thing that we have compulsory voting. It's, it just means that the government, the elected government, better represents the will of the people because more people voted. But it's compulsory, so it's not really the will. You, you know what? That's exactly the argument against it. Some people <laughs> say it's undemocratic and it's not fair to force people to vote. They also say, well... It means that people who are not interested and are not very well informed are forced to vote. I personally am in favour of compulsory voting. I think it's a really good thing, but everyone's entitled to their opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, before we talk about how you work out who you want to vote for, let's, let's, let's walk through the process of you're rocking up, mm-hmm. you're voting in the federal election, it's very exciting. You're going to vote for a, a, someone to represent you in the House of Representatives, and you also get to have a say about who you want to represent you in the Senate. First things first, House of Reps, green paper. The order is random, I think that's good to know, and you need to number every single box for who you want to represent you in the House of Representatives. Okay. The white paper or the Senate, the Senate ballot is where it gets a bit trickier. So in this this election, they've made changes mm-hmm. because I remember when I voted in my first federal election, it was incredibly confusing. It was this massive, long piece of white paper. It was bigger than the booth. I had to fold it up. Mm. And um, at that time, you could to vote above the line. You just had to put a number one and that was it. And if you wanted to vote below the line, I'm pretty sure from memory you had to number every single box. Pretty sure I, yeah, I voted below the line and it was just a real, it was a mess. I, there were numbers everywhere. But in this election, if you want to vote above the line, number at least six boxes. And if you want to vote vote below the line, number at least 12. I guess the difference between voting above and below the line is when you vote below the line, you have a bit more um, control about where your vote goes. But you're more precise. You're more precise. But the thing is, even um, because they've changed the rules, so you have to put at least six on the top, you will have more control over your vote anyway. 
Uh, when you when you rock up to the polling booth, there'll be representatives from parties who will give you suggested how to vote cards, and they'll say, you know, put me number one, and then put so and so number two, three, and four. You do not have to follow them. It's totally up to you who you want to vote for. Yeah. It's just a suggestion. All right, now for the. I'm sorry. I this whole thing has just been me talking at you, and you looking slightly unimpressed <laughs> with my enthusiasm <laughs> for the election. So. The, thank you. The, the more the more interesting thing to think about is how do you work out who to vote for? Because I I don't know how much how much you may follow the news, but it can be incredibly overwhelming. So how with with all of that information, how do you work out who to vote for? Me? Yes. Or you? Well, I guess I'm going to answer the question for you. Yeah, you answer it. <laughs> I made you do the vote compass, which we'll talk about in a second. But before that, how? what were you thinking in terms of how you were going to... I was just going to stick by my original person in my first voting. Oh, yeah, for um, background information, the person Channa voted for in the state election is also running for the federal election. Please continue, Jahanna. <laughs> yes, I was going to vote for them. But then I think I was going to do a quiz. Like, who should you vote for a quiz? And that was it. And then I just vote. Nice. You weren't going to do a practice vote on the AUC website? No. Yeah, fair enough. That's fine. That's just... Um, so, yes. Yesterday, I got Johanna to do the vote compass. It was... I guess you would call it a quiz. A te- it's not a test. It's a quiz. It's like a personality quiz. But for... But for policy. Yeah. Johanna loved every <laughs> moment of it. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess my I guess an overview of how I mean you may have already done Vote Compass or you've heard about it, but it's a really great tool because it'll ask you a series of questions about policy and then about parties and political leaders and how you're thinking about voting right now, and it will give you a picture of where you fit into the political landscape. But I think the most the most interesting part is at the very end where you can click on the topics and then you can see where all the parties sit. So I guess Johanna Talk us through. How, what did you think of... How did you find Vote Compass? Um, some of the questions were nice and easy to answer. Some of them were very confusing and I had to think a lot. And then I couldn't think of the right answer. So then I said, I don't know. That's the thing. I Because I did it as well. And I, I, I honestly found some of it confusing, some of the questions that they ask. And that's something that we're really... That I'm hoping to do with this podcast... We want to talk about public policy issues and ideas. So if you have a question about something that you're really confused about and you'd love for us to talk about, or maybe not Johanna, maybe someone else, (laughs) then we can look it up and try and explain it. I think it's just, it's so, it's so overwhelming. There's just so much information out there and trying to understand what a good policy is or, you know, I, I guess because politicians are they're, they're only going to focus on the positives generally yeah, they're going to follow the things they don't do well yeah well they they're only going to highlight the the benefits of what they want to talk about not necessarily oh yeah like the how costs. they're talking about all that stuff then you'll have that random man on tv saying he doesn't care about your children yeah like, what <laughs> yeah it's confusing or you'll read you'll read different perspectives on the same policy and it's hard to know who's not necessarily who's right, but just why they have the opinion that they do, that they do hold. I guess what's tricky about deciding who you want to vote for is because 
a party might have a policy that you agree with, but it might only be a few policies that you agree with them. I think it's confu- it, it can be challenging because it's about working out the party or candidate that you most agree with. I don't think it's rare that you're going to find... Rare you're going to find someone that matches up with your exact beliefs. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I guess just think about the issue that you really care about. Yes. Because that's, that's, I guess that's the beauty of the vote, is it's your individual vote. So you might as yeah. well make it count, since you are forced to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, if you don't already know, look up what electoral district you are in. Because if you go to the AEC website, Australian Electoral Commission website, you can already see the list of candidates before you even get there, which is really helpful. Even if you look at it the day before, at the very least, just to get a sense of who's running and what what they're promising for your area. What are your thoughts as an 18-year-old? And you've just left left high school. Going into a federal election is pretty exciting, but it can also be really overwhelming. Yeah. I haven't been given much much, uh, prior knowledge towards all this stuff so i'm just seeking out knowledge yeah do you, is there something that you wish that had been explained to you in school or yes is... <laughs> yes <laughs> probably the the parties the different part they should have explained in school the different parties mm. and then they should have had something about the minor parties i think leaving high school is so overwhelming because suddenly you're thrust into the you're thrust into the world and you're expected to know all of these things and um I you don't <laughs> know it's pretty challenging to wrap your head around this whole system but in 20 minutes yeah and i don't even know I, I mean i definitely skipped over a lot of detail like this is definitely a very um just a high level overview but i, I kind of hope i think it's enough to at least get a sense of you know what is you know what what is going on in this federal election what are you going to do when you rock up to the polling booth it's interesting to hear your perspective on the upcoming federal election because I know I can I'm I can definitely well, I'm definitely in a bubble where because I'm a policy student and I'm interested in all of these discussions mm. I'm really I'm trying to keep up with what's going on in the media but and I think it can be a little bit challenging when you're just setting out and trying to work out what you care about or what you think even what your opinions are about what your opinions are about issues. <laughs> but I think it's important to remember that you your opinions can change as you get more information. You yeah, there's there's so much there's so much to learn that you should never you should I hope you don't feel that you need to have one opinion. Yeah, one opinion right now. Get more information and ask people who have different opinions and learn mm-hmm. more. That's the best way, I think. Yep. Okay. Cool. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being my guinea pig on my first episode. Yeah, I'll be back. She'll be back. She'll be back. The What the Policy podcast is on Instagram, and you can email us at whatthepolicy at gmail.com. Please send in your questions, or if there's something that you would love for us to talk about, to break down to explain um, something that maybe you you think you should know, but you don't really understand what people are talking about. And yeah, I'll do my best to explain what that is. Yeah.